Hello everybody, my name is Corey Rosen and you are listening to the Story Podcast today. I have on a super awesome guest, Mr. Angel Dway. Angel Dway is a Liberian American singer, recording artist, songwriter, composer, dancer, and actor. He was born in Monrovia, Liberia to Liberian parents and later immigrated to the United States. Angel is known for incorporating multiple genres in his songwriting such as pop, afropop slash afrobeat, and R&B. His effervescent music embodies a truly unique sound that represents his personality and his home country of Liberia. Angel's distinctive vocal style in the Afro-pop slash Afro-beat music genre has earned him the title Afro-Prince. Angel Dway is a Masterclass Radio Awards 2020 and 2021 Artist of the Month nominee, CIMV Awards 22 nominee for Best Video, Winner Board Award for Soldier of the Year 2022, and Central Pennsylvania Music Awards 2022 nominee for best world music since emerging on the scene in 2020 with several hit singles such as love a good thing salute hard for me and flexin angel has been grabbing the attention of critics both locally and internationally in 2022 angel Dway performed at the akana african festival in philadelphia and at the african-american cultural fair in lancaster pa making him the first liberian and only african artist to grace the stage at the American African American Cultural Fair and the Indiana University of Pennsylvania Cultural Stage. Angel, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. So tell me uh, how this all started. You you uh, were born in Liberia and you decided to immigrate to the United States. Why? Um, I was born in Liberia. Um, we came, my family, I we came to the United States for you know better education, better you know. The American dream, <laughs> you know, we all trying to achieve that American dream. So yeah, we came in 2012, and when I graduated high school, I wrote my first song, "Love a Good Thing," and you know, your first song, you get so many, you know, feeling like if you need to put it out. But one day, my mom, ste- my mom, welcomed me in my room. She was hearing the music. She's like, "You gotta put that out. You gotta put that out." So I put it out, and I got good review from people. That's how I continue. So what was it like? Uh, well, let's first start off with your love of music. Where did that originate from? That originally, the love of music from Africa, from Liberia as a whole. A lot of adults who have raised me, they would tell you that um, I started playing on cars, on on people's cars when I was six. Um, but I'd say my singing, I got it from my mom. My dancing, um, I, I thought myself. By watching Chris Brown, Usher, Michael Jackson, and James Brown, which I still do watch them. So yeah. So t- how long did you live in Liberia? Um, I was in Liberia till I was twelve years old. Do you remember much of it? A little bit, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of it. No, uh, um, I know a lot of have changed, but some of the slant words I grew up with, some are still there, some are no, not there anymore. So I do remember a little bit, not too much. Okay, so you come over to the U.S., uh, you write your first song in high school. What was that like for you? What was the songwriting process? Oh, my goodness. That songwriting process was strange, <laughs> um, but I, I'm glad I had the opportunity to experience it because you don't come, you don't go to the gym because literally that's where I was. I was at the gym on a treadmill running, and I, 
my my producer sent me the beat. Um, you know, before he even became my producer, he had to mm. he sent me the beat, and I was running the treadmill. I was listening to them like, mm, you know, I just start harmony. So I'm like, oh God, love is a good thing. So I started putting some words together, and then after I was doing my workout, I was driving home. I played again multiple times so I can see that it's if the right melody or the right key. And, and then when I got home that night, I just went in my room and I got some papers and I started writing. Now, it takes a lot because the first words might not rhyme, but you got to. Mm-hmm. Um, when I wrote the first couple of words, um, I didn't like them, so I trashed them. But then I, I ended up going back mm-hmm. in the trash to take these words back and incorporate and make them a whole song. Yeah. So uh, from where there, where do you lead into too? Because uh, it sounds like you didn't really... Uh, this wasn't like a track for you until this happened. Oh yeah, definitely. It wasn't like a track. It wasn't like it doesn't happen right away. It was like a second guess. Like, oh, does the lyrics works with this tempo? You know, so I had to literally pull back some writing from the trash can and make them as a whole one into a song. And then after that, I call. Uh, you know, there's a studio here in Lancaster called Wombat Studio. Um, and that's where I call, I make an appointment, I'm like, let's do this. I went there, recorded my first song, Love a Good Thing, and I jammed to it. It's still one of my favorites. That's awesome. So is music is something you've always wanted to do? Music is something I always wanted to do. I always dream about. Um, I love performing. Mm-hmm. I can write the song. I can go in the studio. I can record the song. I can compose the music. Um, but... Where my joy, it's being on stage and performing. That's where I get to show the people who Angel Do It really is mm. as a performer, yeah. So is here's the question I just had to know. Is Angel Do It a, a stage name or is that like your actual name? Uh, it's both. Is it really? Yes, it's both. What a sick name, man. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. So uh, you write that first single. Where's what happens after that? Does it is it immediately a hit? Does it uh, do numbers? Does it what does it do? Great question. So you know, being an independent artist, you got to understand all the the techniques to distribute and, and all of that stuff, right? Um, getting out of high school, I'm jamming to my record. My mom said you got to put that out. I'm like, why? How am I gonna figure it out to put this out? I'm an independent artist. No record out of high school. Too. Yeah, out of high school. You know. I didn't learn about all of those things. So I had to literally do my own research. Um, and then I distribute my own music on my company right now called Lake Village Music with um, a group of uh, a team, amazing team who I have right now. Um, and I distribute that first on, you know, got screaming numbers on Spotify and couples of time. And that motivated me to go back and write new songs because I was like, who's going who's going to listen to the songs? And when people start listening, I start getting comments on YouTube, um, I'm like, okay, maybe mommy was right. She was, you know, she was she was right. She was right. So I had to put it out, and the feedbacks were positive. And of course, my high school friends who, who we graduated together, they're like, "Yo, this is good. I love this." I'm like, "Okay, then I guess that's it." Um, so I started writing music. I started distributing um, my music on my company, um, and then that's why we 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 went from there. And then afterward. You know, I, like I said, independent artists, you got to do your own work. And I'm like, okay, in order for the song to get to more audience, you got to promote the song. So um, I reach out. The first radio station I reach out to, uh, we interact on Insta, uh, on Twitter, sorry, 
we were at, um, it was Masterclass Radio. Mm. Um, they came across my, my profile and literally in my, in my inbox, like, hey, send me the song. I'm like, okay, I don't know this dude. He owned a radio in Canada. And I sent him the song. He's like, this song is good. I want to have you on my show. So we did an interview. And I'm saying this was just on his support. I didn't have to pay. You know what I'm saying? But then I knew deep down that before I can go forward, you got to pay to promote the stuff. A little bit, yeah. You know, so when he had been the show the first time, I loved it. I, you know, And then the second song, I'm like, you know what? I got to pay. You know, I got to pay something to, to go back on the show. So, and then that's where my music will play on the show. I got nominated for those two uh, artists of the month for these two years. It's it just been a blessing. Yeah. So, and you kind of started all this during the pandemic a little bit. Oh, yeah. A lot of, most of it, the, the time it, it kind of get really important was during the pandemic. But during the pandemic, I had the opportunity to write an EP out mm. and, and put out an EP. Which is which is already out. It's called I Am Angel Door. So um, I collect a lot of my cousins who are talented, um, who is a producer and a writer. Uh, so I, her name is Hills Baby. She's a, uh, my co-write, and my cousin Waka Jr. Who in Jr. Records here in Lancaster, uh, we were able to create I Am Angel Door EP during the pandemic. Like legit. That's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> What was that process like? That must have been a, a long time. What was the EP based around? What? How long did it take you to craft that? Yeah. Um. When during the pandemic, when school was shut down, right? I came back because I used to go to school in Los Angeles. So mm. during the pandemic, I came back to my family, you know, stay to go to school at home. So why not process? I'm like, okay, I got to put a body of work out. I got to, you know, people are going to come across my content. They're going to say, who is this person? You know, who is Angel Doer? So I, I went start writing some ideas now and I contact my cousin I said Hills baby she's like yeah I like I need your co-writing skills <laughs> and I say I cannot write from a female perspective but I need you to write from us you know help co-write from a female perspective right so I come to my cousin Waka JR who uh own JR Records here in Lancaster independent as well um I said I want this EP to be based around me you know, how I view my experience of certain things, you know, in my current life. So he's like, okay, what's the title? I'm like, I am Angel Doe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. He's like, man, I know all the title. I'm like, I am Angel Doe. So we had to record several of the songs. I hit play and then send it to an engineer to mix and master it. So the process was, even though it was during the pandemic, but we literally had to follow every rules and regulation like the mask. Right. The only time I did not have the mask on was during the recording section. So it's like, yeah. I had to take that off and record the song. But it was a beautiful process. So uh, you talked about uh, your perspectives. What kind of perspectives? Is that perspective as a librarian here in America? Is that what kind of perspectives are we talking about? Um, perspective, for me, it's librarian, born librarian, but raised in America culture. But who 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 able to elevate both culture because I, I'm diverse. Um, the reason I say that because a lot of people I've come across with will feel like I'm Nigerian. Some would say, oh, you Jamaican. Some would say, oh, oh, he's American. I'm like, no, I'm American. I'm a Liberian American. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I was born in Liberia. I was raised there and I was raised here. So it's that melding of both yeah, cultures. Both cultures and showcasing myself. And speaking of that, you have a, a whole getup with uh, an outfit 
and everything. Tell me about what's that like. What is that like to? I assume they have a cultural uh, meaning. I want to know a little bit about that. Awesome. Uh, it's called the African attire. Um, for Liberia, no, every African culture have country have different cultures. Um, being a like being a Liberian, being an African, and being an artist is very amazing because I can pull from different, you know, different style and just blend it. Uh, fashion wise, clothing wise. Mm-hmm. So, um, my one of my uh, amazing talented stylists, who is also part of my team, on my on my team on Lake Village Music Company. Um, her name is Maddie Gibson. Shout out to her. She always like telling me, you gotta you gotta go deep down in your roots. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you gotta go deep down in your roots. So, um, I will go when I'm doing this photo shoot. I'll pull some African stuff, African attire. Some of them, my mom was sewing from back home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, if you watch um, some of my music videos, you'll see that a lot of the attires I wear, they are handmade from back home. She would bring them here. And then I try them on, and then boom. It's in video. It's 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 beautiful. That's awesome. It's cool that you can uh, tie your culture in so close to your product. Have you ever been back to Liberia? I haven't yet since 2012, but I plan on going back soon. Just a visit. <laughs> right, of course, of course. Yes. So you're you're doing stuff now. You have a you have a show coming up in March at Zotropolis. Tell me about that. What's what do people expect there? Oh my gosh. First of all, shout out to Zotropolis for being a sponsor for this concert, A Night with Angel Doing. Um uh, with this being on March eighteenth, the first night, um people just should hope you know, come out. Um, to experience the magic, the 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 joy, the music, the both cultures, you know. Um, because I don't want people to lose that. I want people to understand that okay, he he have both cultures, both American and Liberian side that we can we can share with him. I that that's been my message for people to share my um, Liberian culture with me because not a lot of Americans know about Liberia. No. Not a lot. Not a lot of people know about Liberia. Nobody knows about Liberia, and I only know about Liberia because I'm a I'm a geography nut. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Liberia um, holds a really close tie with the American uh, culture, like history wise. And I think being a Liberian artist is not just to do music, but to educate people that we are connect. You know, we are connect. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, Ghana." Nigeria, yes, Ghana and Nigeria are brothers and sisters, but you got to see Liberia in American history are very similar. The only thing that is different is that we are on the African soil. We are on the African continent, and our English is slightly different from the rest of the world. So, yeah. yeah. So, even like your flag is similar to ours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very, very much close, closely tied together. Uh, you guys were a British colony back in the day. Right, if I, correct me if I'm wrong. No, um, we were not colonized. Oh, no, no, really? we were not. It's it's funny because people people always mistake that oh they were colonized by American, but we were not colonized. We were one of the two African countries not to be colonized by any country, and That's we you and, La- and Ethiopia, Ethiopia yes, yeah. and we were the first country in Africa during the whole slavery time, during the whole colonization. To declare independence. Now, wow. a lot of people. That's why I'm saying history is so important. It is <laughs> uh, because a lot of people need to understand 
Liberia gain independence. You'll be like, who did Liberia gain independence to? During during the um the time you have um people wanted to move back to Africa, Liberia government at a time said, hold on a second, we got to pull point into this. So they funded their own government and they let the French and the British know that they are independents. That's how we people recognize us as an independent nation during that time. And then we were able to help, you know, our neighboring countries to get the independency. And it's very important. As, you oh, know, it is. History yeah, is absolutely. very important. And as an artist, that's why I come forth to be like, I can use that and educate people about my country and my music. Yeah. So how do you use that history in your lyrics? Do you do that at all? or? Yes. I use, um, I use Liberian words. Liberian accents um, in my in my lyrics is, in my message. Is your accent now that you're speaking in your Liberian? No, accent? this is not a. Li- <laughs> <laughs> this is not the Liberian accent. Oh my gosh, you want me to do it? Do it. Go for it. I, Piki. Now you asking me to do the one. <laughs> uh, uh, wait. So is that the language or the accent? Was that's both. Both. Yeah. I want to hear just the accent. Let's see if. Uh, you want to hear the ac- you want to hear the accent. My man, Bob, you're asking me too much question. Oh. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go. That's the accent. That That's really the that's accent. Really cool. It, it is cool. It, and it's different from Ghanaians. It's different from Nigerian. And it's even different from the Southern American, you know, the, the black American. It's very different. Yeah. I know we have connection with the black American, but if you actually look at the Liberians, we speak different. And was, when I got, when I first came to the States, people were like, you speak fast, you speak fast. I'm like, just listen. Just listen, just listen. You, you will get it. You know, but it's beautiful. So, oh, where do I even go? <laughs> <laughs> I know I give you too much. <laughs> no, it's, I, no, I love it. It's great. I love learning about other cultures, especially having you, uh, you know, being a, almost an ambassador for your uh, mm-hmm. country, almost. Mm-hmm. Um we have one of your songs here. This is uh, Tonight. Tell me about this song. What is it about? Oh, my God. I love this song. I, uh, it's it's about being there for someone, mm. um, even though when they don't see you. You know, um, I mean, I know for sure that a lot of people haven't seen me be there for them, you know, because all the thing about it's them. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm here for you. And even in the lyrics, that's why in the lyrics, if you hear it, I would go anywhere and be the man you want me to be. You know, um, yeah, it, the process was amazing. It was produced by a Nigerian producer. Um, and I took my time writing it, composing it, and, and getting the studio and letting it out because the message is very important um, to me, especially. Um, the message in this song is very important because it reminded myself that, okay, I got to be there for myself too, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, because even though I want to be there for everyone, but I got to remember to be there for myself Absolutely. as well. Um, and then also it's like, it's just, it's just one of the songs, <laughs> you know, it's just one of the songs. So with that said, this is Angel Dwayne's, uh Tonight. I want tonight, oh. 
That is Angel Dwayne's tonight. What a what a really so. Do you play any instruments? I play the African hand drum. Does that count? Yeah, that, well, yes, it does. Yeah, were you playing on this? Uh, no, I wasn't playing on that. <laughs> uh, I just let a producer do the work. Oh yeah, you know the producer, uh, the engineers. What I my part was just to compose and write the song. So your job is just to do it and be there. Yes, yes, that's good. No, it's it's. I mean, it's hard to be. Uh, a one-man machine. It is. It's very hard. I, I mean, you you can do it, but it's, a lot. But it, it's time consuming. It's frustrating. It's it's gonna make you to cry out for help. Yes, I'm, I'm being honest. It's gonna make you to cry out for help, and that's why right now I'm in a space where I'm having my my family, like my blood, you know, my brothers, helping me with certain areas of. Mm interviews 
of emails checking my emails because i don't usually check emails uh so some of them are just okay hey this is what's going on in the email this person email you and we look at this is what's going on um so yeah and i am i'm glad to have my siblings and other people help me that's great so uh talking about being a one-man machine you are in a self uh in effect a one-man machine you dance you sing you you act you do you compose what is it? What is it? So you have your show, uh, uh, Night with Angel the Way. What can people expect? I know there's dancing. There's going to be dancing involved. I know there's going to be a lot of singing involved. Is there what else? Uh, how did you get into doing all of these things? The performance side. The performance side. That's it. Um, it's just imaging how you want to see yourself in a frame. How you want um, people to remember you? How you want people to know you? You know, because I I can say I'm gonna sit on the couch and yes. and, and watch the greats on TV show, but always um, while doing that, I always tell myself, okay, how do I want people to see me? Mm. How do I want to inspire people? You know, what do I need to do? That's where I go and get a pen and paper. I write songs, and and I kind of draw out um i know he i know he's here and he don't want to be putting on the on the spotlight right now but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i know oh uh, my dancer i'm gonna give him a shout out david um damn my dancer's david who you know step who was soon be stepping the road as a dance captain he's been helping in the process too look i can choreograph but at the same time because i'm an artist my mind is multiple places mm -hmm. so he happened to step in that moment to remember some of the choreography, to clean up for the shows. Um, planning the shows has just been amazing because it showed growth within me. It shows that I'm I'm able to handle a two-hour set or yeah. or, or, or a thirty-minute set. You know, I'm able to take a show from two hours down to thirty minutes or thirty seconds, or go back to two to five. You know, so it kind of gives you a different perspective of how you should, you want people to see you. When it comes to see your show, um, this show been a process, and we we begin rehearsal in since last year, um, a whole year. Yeah, that the beginning part of November, something. Okay, yeah, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, we've been rehearsing, uh, and before we even become rehearsing, we had we done we did all the schedule, um, with the dancer, with myself, with the musicians, um, we and then we had to finalize some things with Zootropolis. Um, to support the show um, and then all of that it's just been amazing the process it takes time but you got to be patient yeah. you know and then we got to get a studio here in Lancaster to start rehearsing close towards the show because each and everyone I each person that is part of the show a different part of you know yes so you had to find time but the process is amazing um, the only thing for me is to learn from the process not just learn from the mistakes, but f learn and appreciate the growth and the mistakes that comes with it. So, yeah. speaking about that, what are some of the mistakes you've made, and how can we, how can other people curb that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, 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 yeah. Speaking of that, the mistake you can make it's not communicating with your dancers, but then you're expecting to be there on time. That it's your fault. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. um, and I think it's I crazy because mistake. I have done this. 
Um, my dancer here, he can he can quote me on it if he wants. Uh, I have done it where it's like late at night, and we get a dance rehearsal the next day. But then I, I it's like sometime around ten ten thirty p.m. <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap, I got to text it. And I'm like, hey, this is what's going. We got rehearsed like a reminder, right? I'm like, man, I sent the, re- the reminder out late. I hope to see it. Yeah, right. And, you know, right. so then that that that's a mistake that because a mistake. you gotta send. You know, deep down, no, I gotta send a reminder two days before Saturday, or that's why the next the morning I'm like calling. I'm like, hey, we got a rehearsal, <laughs> you know, because I know myself that I sent the rehas the reminder out late last night. So that's a mistake as well. Another mistake is, you know, not being able to give. The dancer, the choreography video, when they need it on time, you know. And I think I have to process some of that too, and and, and be like, you know what? I don't have it. I don't, you know. And then I'll be like, it's all right. We're gonna work through it. And like I said, David been helping the process. So it's it takes a lot. It takes a lot of work, y'all. It takes a lot of work. Oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> To put on a show, it's a lot, especially one that you're you putting on. And you have a whole set of dancers, you have a whole set of musicians. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a really big, great show. That takes a lot of work. I know just for my senior recital here, it was a whole lot of work. And I made that mistake too of not telling my musicians when they're going on. So I had mm-hmm. different people going on at the same time. And I'm like, wait a minute, stop. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think for me, like I said, having other people to help, it kind of relieves the stress. Learning how to you know, delegate. Yeah. yeah. You know, and appreciating that the help, it's worth it. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's one thing I've learned in the process. But it's going to be a great show. Uh, we are running at one this weekend. Um, hopefully, we'll be running at two and we'll do a whole full run show at a dress rehearsal and then we'll be ready for March 18th. So, we have one of your uh, other songs come over. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this one. Oh, Come Over is so beautiful. Um, I feature a Liberian female artist called Faye Vonick. She's on a song. This song was just, I was just in a, like I said, my cousin caught right on the song. So I was just in a mood where I'm like, who do I want to come over when I'm lonely? Mm. That's the question I had in my mind. <laughs> I know a lot of people like, oh, what's he going to, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say the person, I'm not going to say names. But I was just thinking about the person. I'm like, all right, I want that person to come over. You know, it's, it's the pandemic, you know. Lonely you're is, lonely, yeah. so we Can't wrote do nothing. <laughs> yeah, we wrote the song, and we're able to record it. Yeah, and this is "Come Over" by Angel Dwayne. Come over, 
And that was Come Over by Angel Dway. Angel, I have to ask you, what is, you're a dancer, you're a performer, you've had many shows, and something always has to go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. What is one of the worst or funniest things that ever happened to you on stage? Or the, at an event? The worst thing that happened on stage was when um, we went to perform at a kind of festival in uh, in Philadelphia. Um we were about to perform, and they were about to shut our performer down. All right, and I was, I was like, "Yo, how you about?" You know, I was like, and then my dancers, David, trying to calm me down. I'm like, "No, we got, we got leave. We got leave. We can't do this." And, and then you got my uh, uh, instrumentalist, one of my instrumentalists, Sahib, trying to calm me down. So, um, and I think it was, it's a great festival. Don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic festival, but some of the planning just didn't seem right. Mm -hmm. So um, because it wasn't right, I wanted to leave right away. I was like, yo, let's go. We ain't performing, we ain't performing. They they, they were like, we didn't get your track. I'm like, I email you the tracks. I email you the performing tracks, you know. Um, So one of the the hosts, she's like, no, you're going to perform. If it's one song, you're going to perform. And I was like... (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm like, and then David's like, <laughs> David and Sahib's like, yeah, you go perform. I'm like, yo, let's go. Because I was done. You know, I was done with the pole planning. I was done with the way. And I was, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't the only artist I was treated this way. There was mm. several artists. Like I said, this is nothing to tear down the organization because the organization is great. The, the event planner is amazing. It's just the people that were put in certain positions. Um, but then the uh, their host, she's like, "You are gonna perform?" So when it gets, they give her the mic, 
<laughs> one song, we turn one song into a whole concert. Really? Like the reaction from the audience, the people, people in Philadelphia just vibed to the music. That's great. And that was it. But it was weird. It was weird the way it started. Um, if I was going to leave without performing, would the audience know who I am? No, they won't. So um, thanks to the people that I have around me that I always be like, no, you go on stage, you go and perform, even when it's one song. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'd even argue you gotta always put in your heart and soul to any performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, any chance of performing is is uh, you know an opportunity that mm-hmm. you're gonna miss otherwise. Mm-hmm. Even if you're upset, even if you know mm-hmm. there's only one person in the room, you gotta give it your all because mm-hmm. that one person is probably gonna follow you for life if they get if you give them that kind of a show. Definitely, and like you said, even if you're upset, because during that t- that time of the Akana uh, festival, I was upset. That they didn't have my track, that I emailed the track, and that the, there are two DJs, and you have two DJs telling me they don't have the track. So I went to the the, uh, the CEO. She's like, oh, "I'm so sorry, you gotta perform, please, you gotta perform." And then I have my dancer David telling me, "Say, you gotta perform." I have my my uh, <laughs> my instrument is telling me, "Sahib, this is the moment you gotta perform." And I'm like, "Y'all, let's go home, let's go back." <laughs> but I was. I was glad um, I performed, even though it was not the best. That's but the performance, after we performed, it kind of fired up people. It's good. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't always go the way. Mm-hmm. You got you you to do it. You got to perform. You got to put on a show. And that's one thing I learned. You got to put on a show no matter what. So where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Angel Do It. You can find me on Spotify. Audio mic, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and literally every social media out there. You have a website? I am working on my website. All right. At this moment, I am also working on some of my merchandise so that it can be sold online. Um, I am that server stuff being worked on. And so when we have you back, hopefully you have all that stuff out. Hopefully. So with that said, my name is Corey Rosen. This is the Story Podcast. You can follow us and find us at CoreyRosenProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. You can find out more about me and the guests that I've had on. I've had 129 people before before Angel Dway, and I have, and I'm gonna have. I'm all booked out for March too. Speaking awesome. of that, tomorrow I have Maria Wilson. She is a local uh, singer songwriter from the area that's been doing music for. A long, long time, and she's performed with some incredible artists. And this Saturday, next Saturday, I'm going to be having Colin. He is a bass player for Sam Schmidt Huber, who was a uh, a f- former guest of this show, and he's got some new music on the way out. So we're going to get a deep dive in the process of what it's like to actually turn a song into a demo, into a finished product. So I'm really excited for that. And then that, and then that uh, next Sunday. This next Sunday, not mm-hmm. not tomorrow. This next Sunday, mm-hmm. we're gonna be having Sam Yoder. He is a, a, a trombonist, an instrumentalist from the area, who's got who's been played with the uh, big big boy brass, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a lovely big uh, brass band around here. So I'm excited to talk to him, his experiences, and his music that he's got coming out. So with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.